Hey, Action Shelf listeners, before we jump into the show itself, we want to tell you about how you can get even more action in your life. Mm. <laughs> that appeals to more you. Action, more action, you more say, More action, John. you say, yes. If you go over to our Podbean patron page, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup, you can listen to Lisman and I watch, what's this? Good action movies. Good action movies, you say? That's right, a change of pace. We thought behind the paywall, let's give people something of quality. So And give us something of quality. I know, it's such know? a pleasure to do that. So twice a month, you and I will be doing commentary tracks that you can download for uh, yes. good action movies, all kinds of awesome mm. stuff from a lot of our heroes like John Woo. And uh, we've done stuff from the John Wick franchise and Sylvester Stallone, mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, all the guys we never get to talk about on here. Yeah, so you, stuff we legitimately love and uh, love to share with with you you all. Um, yeah, yeah. So you can listen to that uh, as as well as other cool exclusive content from the Punch Up Entertainment Network shows. Uh, once again, the address for that is patron.podbean.com/slash/punchup. And now into the action. The action show. Welcome to the Action Shelf, the podcast celebrates the glory of B-Action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. And this week, Lisman, we are condemned. We are condemned to watch this mediocre film. The Condemned. The uh, Condemned. Or I guess as we should say, The Condemned, brother, because WWE oh, yeah. month rolls along here in January. Oh, yeah. Now, is... Is this movie the prequel to Recoil? <laughs> this is where he learned how to fight from fighting. From fighting, yeah. Oh my God, from yeah. Fratton. We've talked about the best Lisman, John Cena and Dwayne Johnson, but it's not mm -hmm. the worst, but certainly not no. good. Uh, we we actually we have talked about in the spectrum of these movies. We don't hate Stone Cold Steve Austin. No. No, and I don't. We feel think... indifferent. I think, and and he is. I think we really came to like him when he was up against Seagal, and we were like, "Well, he's a lot better than Seagal." I mean, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, um, and I one, don't... he's less of a despicable human being, but also he he's he has a net neutral sort of effect on screen, where Seagal is like detrimental to any film he's in. Yeah, I just feel like I, Stone Cold. I. I it's just there, you know. That's exact, and and I think the condemned, and this was the first big outing for him. Like the, mm -hmm. and I love their thought of we've we've done, you know, we've made the Rock a star, we've made John Cena mm -hmm. a star. Next, Stone mm -hmm. Cold Steve. Although as we talked about, the Marine was originally developed for him, um, mm -hmm. which I would have been worse. And that movie's not great, but that movie would have been a lot. No, because I do think he is not. He is nowhere close to the problem with this movie stone cold no no, no but definitely not i agree this... with net neutral in i just 
don't find him very compelling either. Yes. This guy is supposed to be the the likable protagonist, I guess, yeah. of this film, I think is the idea. But he's but they even say in, in the film, he's probably killed more people than anybody else on this island. And we're like, <laughs> cool. Well, because I, I do think the movie I kept thinking about while watching this, and there's a few because we, we'll, we'll talk about, but uh, one of the movies I kept thinking about while watching this is Con Air, where you have, mm. uh, uh, you know, everyone in the cast basically is a convicted criminal, but you have the yeah. one guy who's there for kind of the wrong reasons who is uh, mm -hmm. a good guy. But Nicolas Cage mm -hmm. is so much more likable than Stone Cold uh, Steve yes. Austin, both the character and the performance in that movie. Because yes, um, number yes, one, that definitely. movie goes out of its way to establish that that guy was mm -hmm. kind of wronged by the system and shouldn't be there, Nicolas Cage in that. Right? Yeah, this movie doesn't really take those steps. You no, know? It, it well, it casts him as, I guess we can get into this now, it casts him sure. as, he's, the only reason we're supposed to think he's good is he's killing for the U.S. government? <laughs> yes he's not killing for pure sport right yeah it's like but you're going like yeah it still doesn't make me like that he's killing people you know you're going like cause yeah you can, yeah because like you think about like a jason Bourne, right who's a black ops operative but then the plot is mm -hmm. him turning against the people who are making him kill. yes like here the movie is yes. is going the whole point of this character and also the entirely unnecessary subplot about the FBI. Uh, why is any of that? Yeah. Every time they cut it, I'm going, why do we need any of this? Is just, I mean, yeah, is just to go, this guy has done so much for us and we owe it to yeah. him. <laughs> it's just like, I, I don't know. But it, it doesn't really pay off, I guess. I mean, it kind of does. It like leads to the downfall of this game, but. Also, Stone Cold could have just done that on his own. Yeah, so I... they they just kind of show up to pick him up at the end of the movie, really, more than anything. Yes. Like, the whole thing yes. is really brought down by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, yeah, brother. Uh, brother, he's got the... Uh, now, the thing about him, as I talked about, they all have the same voice. But he's yes. he's he's the southern one, right? He's the guy. Yeah, he's a little bit more southern than the other ones. Yeah, you know? that's right. Whereas... Yeah. The Hulk's sort of, similar, sort of similar, but you don't believe that the Hulkster's from, from like, Texas or whatever. Yeah, let's see. Where is uh, where is this accent from? Let's look at Stone Cold Steve yeah. Austin here. He's, uh, uh, oh, yeah, right right there. Born in Victoria, Texas. You're right on the money about yeah. that there. Oh, uh, yeah, he's, hell he's got yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, brother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think about, like, the best thing I've ever seen Stone Cold Steve Austin in is The Expendables, where he's the main bad guy's henchman. You're like, yeah, yeah. I think we've talked about that with his movies before he just he something about his face or his attitude or something mm -hmm. he isn't likable like Dwayne no. Johnson and John Cena are mm -hmm. he's not yeah he's he not, doesn't have that extra level of charisma you know right there is sort of that where you're is going, it the eyebrows I is that what the rock and and uh John Cena have <laughs> is, is is eyebrow action I think eyebrow action Stone Cold's face is pretty like marble you know what i mean it's it's very uh, set uh, yeah it's not changing it's not emoting you know well um, i mean let's be honest he's he's not he's not a bad actor but he's a one note actor for sure he can just sort of yes. be i mean there's a reason he was he's a great wrestler because he can go to that like all right pal you and me in the ring right now you know 
that sort of thing, which mm-hmm. there's so much of his dialogue in this movie. He's just like, come on, motherfucker, let's go, you know. Uh, and by the way, this yeah. is our first one we've done that's a WWE movie that's rated R, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's true. Oh, yeah. This movie is hard R. Yeah, that's right. We're gonna get in here and we're gonna we're gonna get real nasty on this one because this is this is a they, nasty they little do. picture. This is a this nasty movie. This is a nasty movie. There's no question. Yes, because um, yes. it is. It's about nasty people. Um, mm-hmm. This movie, though, uh, and I'll talk. Uh, I'll say this, and then we'll get to the um, the. Uh, this movie, by the way, is rated R for pervasive, strong, brutal violence. Agreed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, th- this movie does one of the cardinal sins of an action shelf movie, though, which is, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, are you trying to comment on violence? Don't. Yes, yes. D- WWE is... movies should not be commenting on violence. <laughs> no. When they're making Walking Tall or when they're making The Marine, it's so cartoony that you can kind of it's it's a little bit more palatable yeah but because because they're going the hard r and they're wrestling with themes that they don't have any sort of ability to comment on properly it's this movie is a fucking slog and i think the worst part about this movie is that it's competently made enough to where it's not fun to watch yes it's just kind of boring and and awful uh agreed uh, this comes to us from writer director scott wiper uh it mm, seems to be a wwe regular oh yeah uh, this is not the, the only movie of his uh from wwe productions he also mm-hmm. uh wrote and did he direct as well yeah he wrote and directed the marine three home front uh, and four. Oh, and four is right yeah uh, and, and he just in 2020 made another movie called The Big Ugly that also has Vinnie Jones in it. Oh, uh, and Vinnie Jones, not a WWE guy. Um, nope. But uh, uh, he also made The Cold Light of Day, which I think we've talked about uh, doing, which is a uh, pre Superman Henry Cavill and Bruce oh. Willis. Okay, yeah, I mean, I'll watch anything with Henry Cavill in it. Love Henry Cavill. And this is one of those things where you go like, oh, Henry Cavill in an action shelf movie? Once again, pre, I think, filmed before. Sigourney Weaver's in this yeah. as well. It's kind of a real movie. Oh, wow. I mean, this guy, yeah, they... this guy, once again, you look at this movie too, The Condemned. This guy's not a bad director, per se. No, no. Um, I do have a lot of problems with how the action is shot in this movie, but... I don't know if that's him yes. as much as the this is this is a perfect the fighting in this movie is I don't need everything to be long unbroken takes in a fight scene but if you use cuts mm-hmm. I want to I want to understand why you're using them and a lot of this here is clearly like cut to a double doing something close in yes. cut back to a wide it's cutting it's cutting around the actors not doing the stunts and that's really that's it where it, that's where it's a problem because you can effectively yeah. use cuts in fight scenes we love long you can also effectively fight. use stunt doubles as well like, a, a ton, like we're not, i mean uh yeah. daredevil is still one of the greatest examples of literally doing both long takes and including mm-hmm. stunt doubles but finding ways to really smart i mean once again i think daredevil is a mm-hmm. real high point in particularly American yeah. fight choreography. 
Um, yes. Jesus, yeah, some definitely. of the fighting in that is incredible. Uh, but here, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I, like I said, I don't. I also I shudder to watch um, a, a, a movie he directed called A Better Way to Die that he's also the star of. This guy, so. Ooh, <laughs> yikes! I know, right? Uh, but it does also have Lou Diamond Phillips and Andre Brower in it, though. So, oh well, now I'm sold. Yeah. Oh, we love Andre Brower in particular, and we like Lou. Have we done Lou Diamond on here yet? I don't think we have. I don't think so. At this point, it's getting no, harder and harder not. to tell. And I can't believe. I think we did look this up and confirm. This is the first time we're talking about Vinnie Jones, which is crazy. Yes, because he I, is. Yeah, I was. I was certain we had already done Vinnie Jones, but that. And turns I, out to not be true. I, I, Vinnie Jones, Vinnie Jones is a good actor. I mean, he's been in some great films. Yeah, I mean, he because he's he was a, a Guy Ritchie discovery, right? Uh, former yeah. f- former footballer, and then made his acting debut in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and then just kind of mm-hmm. exploded from that. It's really interesting. People saw him in that, and then they immediately put him in Gone in sixty seconds. And he's mm-hmm. just sort of been in a bunch of stuff. And he does TV, he does big movies and action shelf movies. Um, mm-hmm. So he, he's interesting. But uh, I don't know that, once again, I don't know that he's at fault for anything here. Um, he no, is playing I, I will the say the more movies that you watch with Vinnie Jones, the more you realize he kind of just has one mode. Oh, you know, oh, no question. He's got the Vinnie Jones uh, acting style. No you know, question. And, and that's not much else. That's why I don't like him as the juggernaut, because it's like, well, now I'm just watching. You're just putting Vinnie Jones in a juggernaut costume. He's not really playing the character of the juggernaut. No, he's being Vinnie Jones wearing a silly costume. Yeah, and that's uh, fine. That I mean, that, that is that is not uh, uncommon in the action sphere of these actors. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we can talk about Schwarzenegger. I always play Schwarzenegger. Um, yes. So, like I said, yeah, it is. So, now it's interesting because I do think something that's key about this movie that I think explains some of the tonal stuff we're talking about is mm. this was a movie that was the, a script that was around and then got picked up by the WWE. So something tells uh, me this was written to be maybe a little bit more serious of a movie, and mm-hmm. then WWE gets involved. And some of that seriousness is still there, but now it really feels out of place. It does, yeah. Because this is written by Rob Hedden and Andrew Hedden, and then mm-hmm. and then screenplay by Scott Wiper, who comes in yes. and, and puts a polish on it. And when it wasn't a WWE movie, apparently they were talking to whoever was going to make this before, was talking to Stone Cold Steve Austin about playing the Vinnie Jones character. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. And yeah. then when WWE then bought the script, they made him the hero. And that's a mistake. Yeah. That's yeah, a mistake. That is a mistake. Because yeah. he's just, I don't know. Although I, he would have been a more boring version of this villain, I do think. True. Um, yeah. I mean, Vinnie I'd Jones, say get him out, out out of here in general and get somebody else to play the part. Because Vinny uh, Jones, I do keep, think. Keep Vinny Jones. Vinny Jones is actually one of the good parts of this movie in he i mean it's a very cartoonish and dumb character but there is a mm-hmm. relish to how evil he is that makes him yeah. compelling in some capacity i mean we're right. everything here everything i say about this movie is qualified right like any positive thing yes. i'm going like be, by wwe standards in comparison mm-hmm. to other stuff um because mm-hmm. yeah this movie man ugh, the condemned. did this movie come out in theaters it sure did Okay, okay. Uh, gotcha. And, and, and that will lead me to that. this, Lisman. How much do you think this movie costs to make? 
it looks pretty good. Yeah. You know, like visually they there's some money on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know, twenty million dollars. On the money, my friend. Twenty oh, million yeah. even. Yes. This thing costs twenty million. Worldwide gross eight point six. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah, I think this was this was one of the last uh, WWE theatrical releases. That uh, makes sense. Uh, now they there is a there is a straight to video sequel that they made to this though, so don't worry, you can watch mm-hmm. more of the Condemned. Does uh, Stone Cold make uh, reprise his role? Uh, as he does not. It's man. interesting. What's weird is. Stone Cold kind of moves away from the WWE pretty quickly uh, in the films. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, we've seen him a lot of. He's in a lot of action shelf movies, but not many of them are uh, are produced by the WWE, which is interesting to me. Yeah, probably the right choice, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not- they, I I'd say they. I mean, the movies they're giving him not really doing much for him. No, uh, it's Randy you know, Orton is the name of the guy. Who's another wrestler who they put in in the um, and of course uh, who's who's the villain in that Eric Roberts. <laughs> had, had to be right. <laughs> he had to be right. Yeah, he's got to be somewhere. I just wanted to see if this uh, is actually the left. No, uh, with the the uh, next week's movie comes out after this, and that was also theatrically released. But I think okay. that's the end then. But that's the return of John Cena. That so, is the return of John know. Cena, and I think that is the final uh, theatrically yeah, released. The if they can't get a movie with John Cena to work, then I don't think they're. It's just not in the cards for for theater releases. Yeah, they end up attached to some movies that come out in theaters, but that that's the last like. I mean, like WWE films, they talk. I'm because you can go to their Wikipedia and see all this stuff. They mm-hmm. they do produce a couple movies that are like real movies, but I think they're like vaguely involved or had the rights to the script or something. Because like I've seen some of these and I'm going WWE made Dead Man Down. That's like a noir with Colin Farrell. That's not like a WWE movie. Nope. No. So I don't know. You know, film stuff is weird. We know that mm-hmm. about how what rules about companies and producers get named on stuff so but yeah, yeah. i think th- i think next week's movie is the last major and this is the first one they make with Lionsgate. now we haven't i don't think we've talked about Lionsgate on here Lionsgate is sort of an action shelf theater company you know mm-hmm. they make genre stuff and generally hardcore genre movies you know r-rated bloody action or like saw is one of their big franchises a horror stuff too horror and action is sort of their stuff and so i see a lot of that they they kind of make higher quality action shelf movies and that's very much what this is like this is a total action shelf script that we're going to put some resources into Um, so they kind of like supplanted orion film a little little bit bit yeah like kind of level of action like they had the punisher film license for a long time Mm -hmm. that kind of that's Mm -hmm. right up their alley that kind of stuff okay Um, gotcha you look at their at at their stuff uh for the most part when i do see a lionsgate logo i'm like ooh, that's going to be kind of down and dirty but still have Mm -hmm. some known people in it uh and and still have uh you know i mean so yeah i'm looking at Oh, like, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, well, jeez, of course. Uh, John Wick is their big franchise. Oh, yes. Okay, gotcha. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. That makes where sense. it's like, 
Not yeah. not bad stuff, but definitely now you see me. They make those movies. Those are a little bit more, but still, <laughs> The Expendables is them though. Now you see me was such a. I can't believe they named the sequel Now You See Me Too and not Now You Don't. Like yep. it's they literally said uh, that is a different discussion, but it drives me up the wall. I I, I, I am know. right there with you on that, man. That is, and we'll <laughs> see what happens it's when a I, perfect sequel and, setup. And now they're do, now they're making Now You See Me Three. So you know, um, mm-hmm. yeah, still not going to do it. Yeah, nope. I closed the franchise uh, with that. Uh, that that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, close the trilogy. The third one should be called Now You Don't. Um, mm-hmm. let's, mm-hmm. let's get into this movie. Well, something else I know we want yes. to talk about. We can, we'll talk about it, I think, as we get into the movie itself here, is mm-hmm. the, the sort of the nature of these kinds of movies, which is so weird that this is like a borderline sub-genre, a sub-genre. of film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. And the sub-genre, well, it's a battle royale film, essentially. Right. Yeah. We, we should say this movie is about... A bunch of uh, criminals on death row yeah. who are being sent to an island to kill each other and have that filmed for like reality television. Yeah, I do um, love. The although way... this this is 2007, so they're like the internet. Ooh, I was going to say very fun. That's one of my favorite things in this movie is every time they go like, <laughs> I don't understand what network will air these murders. It's like, oh none, we're doing it on the internet. Have you heard of the internet? It's been around since the early '90s. Like, yeah, um, this is this is this is a real interesting turning point in culture about the internet, right? In this movie, because it is yeah. sort of that thing where it's like it's ubiquitous, but its full potential isn't yet realized. So there is sort of mm-hmm. this thing about like the idea of of like uh, broadcasting something on the internet, streaming something is still kind of mm-hmm. new, at least to the yes. to the the mainstream public that this movie is being advertised to, uh, right. which is pretty. Now, funny. where are the servers that this w- that this whole operation? Well, you know, where are a, the like? There's a lot banks of stuff. And banks and servers. There's a lot <laughs> of stuff in this movie where you're going like, I'm sorry, how is any of this working? The way they're filming <laughs> so because there's there's some lip service. I actually really like this actor. Uh, who plays the tech guy, uh, Rick Hoffman? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's mm-hmm. a really—he's a good character. He was on the show Suits, um, okay. which I was a fan of. Uh, and I mean, he's—he's a guy you've seen in a million things. Uh, yes. to, has a total nothing part in this movie, but he's yep. the one guy to, there to go like. There's a couple lip service things about like blah 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 satellites and blah 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 drones and blah blah blah. Not drones. They're not even drones. They're—they're they're cameras on no. wires. Yes. And it is, this is a pre-drone world. But you are going like they would not, even if you have all these cameras, they would not be able to capture all the stuff they're capturing. Um, nope. Yeah. So it it is absolutely wild to me uh, the 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 whole idea of this. But uh, you know, well, didn't we also see this in um, the second one of those Deadly Force movies or whatever? Deadliest. I'm trying to. Remember. Oh, Deadly Prey. Deadliest Prey. The second, oh, yes. the second one yes. had this same thing where they were streaming yes. the the guy yeah. in the woods and stuff like that. Um, yes, uh, <laughs> completely forgot about that. I, d- I just re- I just remember that as we were talking about. It. So that's sort of in the same vein. But yes, we mm-hmm. open up on we're in Belarus at a prison, and mm-hmm. <laughs> they're basically doing auditions for the yes. show, right? Because they they mm-hmm. they they sick a bunch of. 
other prisoners on this one guy and then film him beating them to death and going like, oh, he'd, yes. be, he'd be good for the show. Do they ever explain in this movie the connections they have to these other governments and how they would approve? One, how would they get like get these prisoners uh, from these governments? And then yeah. two, how can you guarantee that the winner of this tournament gets to go free? Do all the world's governments like are, approve of this freedom, or is yeah like, that's got to be limited in some capacity, right? Like you are free yeah. as long as you're in a non-extradition country or something. Like Ex- it's got to exactly. be a, it's got to be a look in the other way thing more than it's they're actually free, right? Because that's the other thing too right. is then this guy is responsible for whatever massacres they commit following this. Um, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, you know, they, theoretically, the most violent of these criminals is the one who gets set free. Well, so, with, I mean, without well, I mean, actually, we'll talk about that. For reasons I don't understand, he's rigging it so Vinnie Jones wins, which is like, I, yeah, I do you do I, not that want that guy sense. out on the. Uh, that guy no. is a monster. Uh, he's the worst of the bunch. Um, yeah, but uh, which I don't. Yeah, no, th- this is a movie that is really asking you not to think about the intricacies or details of this situation at all. Mm-hmm. Because the yeah, we also have this, the movie starts with this interview where this woman is going like, I don't, how does any of this work? And the movie is kind of, once again, like I like the, the, the whole loophole this guy is exploiting here is the titular condemned, which is, well, mm-hmm. all these people are going to be executed, so what does it matter? That's the mm. thing. I'm not mm-hmm. taking anyone who wasn't going to die anyway. So right. it's fine. But it isn't really, is no, it? No, it's... No, well, of course not. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the... My favorite My favorite thing about this movie is all the people working with this TV producer who are so on board up until they f- actually see somebody murdered. And they're like, this is a terrible <laughs> idea. It's like, what did you... Th- think what was was gonna happen like what did you like i i'm everybody who is like "Ooh, this is a mistake confused me because there there's no reason why they shouldn't have set like no why they got this far without having a thought i had the same i had the exact same thought watching it where it's like they were all on board with this in theory until they actually witnessed the murder and they're like oh fuck are we doing bad things is this a bad (laughs) idea are we, are, are we the baddies? Are we the baddies? Exactly. Uh, now, there's a movie I want to recommend people watch instead of this. That's not, of course, Battle Royale is the, the mm-hmm. thing, that's, which is a great movie um, that yeah. I highly recommend. It's a great and and very disturbing movie. But unlike this movie, is distur- is designed to be disturbing. You know what I mean? Like it is, right. it is total serious dark it is not like a badass action movie it is i mean it is mm-hmm. that th- has cool action in it but it is meant to unsettle you uh right but another movie that does this in a in, in, th- that captures the satire this wants to is a tiny little indie that i've been raving about since i saw it for years and years it's a movie called series seven the contenders uh mm-hmm. nobody people need to see this movie it is a it is a, a world that posits it's a reality show where people are randomly picked in a lottery. They are given a gun and told you have to kill the other people who have been given guns. It's sort of more like the Running Man, but they're not convicted. And the thing is, the entire movie is found footage. It is we're watching the reality show, so you don't oh, okay, get gotcha. any of this stuff that you're talking about. So it is 
it, it, it eschews all the like moral questions. You're going like, well, now I'm just watching it. I'm not. Right. And so and it's really cool. And then the thing is, if you win, then you just keep playing until somebody kills you. And it's really cool. Gotcha. Really cool micro-budget movie that is actually mm-hmm. infinitely more effective than this much more uh, expensive movie and much more thought yeah. out in its satire. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, find that movie and see it because Series 7 The Contenders, I think, is a really, really good movie. Um, mm-hmm. This movie has... Like it's this movie, like the the cardinal sin of these things. Like I said, it's such a huge problem for me. Where it's like, uh, watch all this in crazy violence, this badass, and then also feel bad that you're watching violence. And you're like, no, yes, no movie, yes. You don't, you don't yeah. get to do that. Yeah, we don't get to cheer yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin and then be forced to think about whether or not we're enjoying bloodshed. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's not. And that is the problem with because the original battle royale film, they're all like kids, right? They're yeah. students. There's they're, they're yeah. Japanese school so kids. There's absolutely no way that it's like yeah, it's uh-uh. it's it's just disturbing, it's, and you it's just feel film. weird about it. I, I would call it yeah. a horror film, probably. Really, if you're yes. thinking about it, yes, it's, yeah, it's definitely. It, uh, it's a great movie, though. I I, I I like I said, can't recommend that enough. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's an oft mentioned by a lot of filmmakers. We love Tarantino, Edgar Wright, mm-hmm. guys like that. Uh... What do you think it is about this genre that? Because not only is this style of story, or not only is battle royale uh, a thing in film, it has uh, also infected the video game industry with with games like PUBG and Fortnite and oh god, and all that yeah. Stuff. Like what 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 is. What well, do you think is compelling about it? There is there is something inherently visceral about it, right? In the mm-hmm. same way that we, we talked about, this is sort of the the extrapolation of the most dangerous game setup, right? There is, yes, yes. It, it's combining both survival and fighting movie, which is mm-hmm. two equally compelling things, right? And I think we're yeah. always fascinated by people pushed to how far will they go to survive. And mm-hmm. then from there, you can take it in a number of directions, which I think is appealing. Mm-hmm. You can make it pure action. You can make it horror. You can make it satirical. So I do mm-hmm. think similar to a lot of the stuff we see, like your Magnificent Seven type story or your Stranger, uh, Mysterious Stranger kind of movie that we've talked about, mm-hmm. it's malleable. It's inherently interesting and it's malleable. Yes, and I think it's yes. combi- so like, you can you can do it and then have your own stamp of originality. Yeah, it's on it. it's it's yeah. an inherently visceral, you know, uh, uh, building right or, or foundation, mm-hmm. and then yeah. on top of that, you can kind of take it anywhere you want. But there is sort of a thing, you know, and I get it because it is sort of like, well, what would be, my, you know, I'm even thinking like, what would be my spin on this or whatever, right? Right. Because uh, I've seen it, you know. Uh, um, Mortal Kombat is this to a certain extent, really. Yeah, yeah, in uh, a way, you know, I it's mean, a to, fighting tournament. It's a fight. I mean, because even the, the the fighting tournament is in this in some way, right? Too. I mean, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Enter the Dragon, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. One of my the best run of Iron Fist is basically Mortal Kombat with Iron Fist, but it's from all yeah. the realms of the magic worlds and stuff in Marvel, and you're like, that's cool. There is something mm-hmm. about that too, and the other thing I think is. It's similar to the 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 mission movie too, where 
you get these defined characters where you're like, he's this guy, she's that person. Mm -hmm. These are their mm -hmm. skills. And I think particularly yeah. video game, that makes a lot of sense where it is sort of like, uh, and I think there's always that thing about, will guns beat swords? Will they, be, you know, karate and stuff like yeah. that, right? I think, I mean, I think yeah. that's the whole appeal of like, I mean, we're, we, we've, we've spent a lot, you spend even more than I have, but we spent a lot of time playing Smash Bros. And that's that mm -hmm. from just the video game side of like, I want to yeah. see Pikachu fight Samus because that doesn't make sense, but it's it fun. You know I mean? That's the thing. But it's yeah, that yeah. thing where it's like, we're going to pluck all these things and drop them in and see what comes mm -hmm. out. It's sort of getting into the comic right. book also mentality of like, who would win, Superman or the Hulk? You know, I think there is something about mm -hmm. that scene, unexpected, man. I mean, that's all Fortnite has become. Is, I, I've never played a second of Fortnite in my life. <laughs> but just seeing just seeing it from the outside and hearing about all these things and you're going like whoa, whoa batman's in it and darth vader's in it and you know sort of that oh, yeah. thing about like put all this stuff in there mm -hmm. so i do yeah. think that's yeah. also part of it too is like let's see sure. that why... like spectacle a little yeah, bit. yeah. The, and, and the matchup yeah. of unexpected things because this movie does mm -hmm. that to a certain extent you've got karate guy you've got you know whatever you know I wish I wish they had gone further because I do like it when it's more obfuscated, like Mortal Kombat or something like that. Where yeah. it's like it's yeah. This movie would be so much more fun if it was more cartoonish. Like I said, I think this movie's biggest yes. problem is: are you trying to be grim and gritty or are you trying to be fun? And you really need to pick a lane because it immediately makes you <laughs> something so horrible will happen that you're like, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I felt bad that I enjoyed that action sequence before this. Like Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They because, because they don't pick a lane. It is the most disturbing option. Like they have picked the most disturbing. Am option. I supposed to think Vinnie Jones is a fun bad guy or am I supposed to be legitimately unsettled by him? And I, I don't know. They don't know. They don't know. Sometimes he plays like a comic book supervillain. Sometimes he's very real in a terrifying yeah. manner. So right, exactly. I, yeah, it's 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 a huge problem here. Tone is the biggest problem in this movie, and it's too yeah. long. This is one of the longest it, movies we've done on the way show. Way too long. It's it, I, this thing is is an hour fifty three. Now we don't normally cover that. We did this time, and I do think you could honestly. This movie needed to excise anything not on the island, really. I don't Ag care. Agreed. Ditch all don't the stuff care about with the, the girlfriend. FBI. The girlfriend yeah, is but... such a non-entity in the movie. Mm -hmm. And I think that's mm -hmm. designed to make us... Because, you know, uh, Stone Cold's the only character who is given any sort of humanity in that way outside mm -hmm. of it. And so I think that's them kind of trying to go like, yeah, see, not only is he a quote-unquote good guy because he's a government operative... Um, but mm -hmm. also, look, he has, like, a family. But wouldn't it be more interesting if you didn't know? Yeah. You know? Like, he's behaving in a way that's, that seem, makes him seem more moral. But what if what if that's not necessarily where, where he, he's coming well, from? You know what well, I mean? Or the movie wants to do this thing where, and I wish they had done, I wish they had leaned more into this, where you don't immediately know he's a good guy. You know, we're sort of like, you just mm -hmm. meet a bunch of people. Well, yeah, yeah, I think you have two options. You either meet a bunch of people and one of them reveals themselves to be a hero. Mm -hmm. Or you do the Con Air thing where we start with him on the outside, establish that we like him. Like, right, Con exactly. <laughs> Con Air is a very crazy movie, 
But when you see stuff like this, you go like, oh, shit, but, th- but it's good. Like, it is thought yeah. out. Even as insane and silly as it is, the writers thought about things like, oh, you know, this is the be- the basic beats of studio filmmaking, sort of classical stuff where you go like, okay, he goes to jail. Uh, why would he go to jail? Well, he killed a guy in a mm-hmm. fight, but it was defending his pregnant wife. Oh, then right. the system sort of railroaded him because he had military training. Oh, now mm-hmm. I feel ba- I like this guy. I feel bad for this mm-hmm. guy. So now when he's yeah. going up against the other criminals, he's our guy. This movie and doesn't do they're, And because they're very intentional about what tone they're taking yes. with the storytelling, then we're not confused when it switches back and forth between like silly like violence you know comical violence and truly horrific dark shit well the other thing is that movie doesn't have anyone do anything truly horrific they have people almost do things and then Nicolas cage stops them because you have danny trejo trying to rape somebody and then Nicolas cage beats the shit out of him and you're like good right here vinnie jones straight up rapes somebody now the movie if anything actually this is kind of one of my problems too is the movie obfuscates that and it's like Ooh, that makes it even worse. Honestly, if the rape had been more graphic, it would have had more impact. The movie is just kind of like, well, you know. I mean, as much as I don't want to see a rape scene. Or or what uh, I would say is don't. My actual advice is just just ditch any of that. Don't put it in there, yeah. But if you're going to do it, sort of just implying it's happening over there is actually making it worse. Because then I'm like, well, wait a minute. And it also brings up, because this is one of the points, one of the many points where the people for this TV producers, like, maybe this isn't a good idea. (laughs) Maybe this is more, it doesn't actually change anyone's opinion because they're like, no, I'll stick with it. We'll see what's happening. Well, Uh, that's, that's another problem with all the cuts back to the producer. It's always the same thing. I have a problem with this. Do you really? No, I'll just go back to my seat. And it just keeps yeah, happening. Yeah, and that'll happen three times. Yeah. And it's like, why are we seeing the exact same scene over and over again? Like, and none nothing of them, is changing. None of them really do anything about it. You know what no. I mean? Like, like, none of them really affect anything. The blonde woman is the only survivor of the people involved in it. and But she doesn't yeah. actually do anything to stop it. She just goes, this is no. bad, you guys. Yeah. But instead of like trying to sabotage it from that's like, kind of what I was she's, expecting. She's just kind of openly criticizing what? in front of the producer, who's clearly unhinged. Once the tech guy got on board with it being a bad idea, I thought they were gonna like somehow screw the yeah. guy over. No, uh, tech guy will just be murdered, and blonde woman will just kind of stand around until Stone Cold saves her at the end. Yes, exactly. So it is just kind of all that. And that's why I'm going like. All that stuff we can just kind of push aside in our discussion of it. Throughout all of this, expect that we're cutting back to the control room as this producer guy is like, no, this is fine. The most disturbing thing is not the rape itself, but as it's happening, the the blonde woman is going, this is terrible. We can't let this happen. The guy goes, she's a convicted murderer, i.e. she deserves to be raped in this guy's mind. Now, I know he's supposed to be the villain, but holy shit. Yes, and again, that's the end of the discussion. (laughs) So it's it's not even getting into 
the moral like problem with it it's just it's just that presenting actually, it and then that, abandoning it in a better script that could have been an interesting turning point where it's like well they are all con- condemned to death so if they murder each other whatever but it's like well now this woman's being raped she's not condemned to that or torture or yeah. something like that right where you're going like right um and also just the fucking once again <laughs> What point do you get out? The second they bring in husband and wife criminals, but only one of them can win, everybody was on board with that. Nobody brought up a thing with that where it's like, we're just going to also emotionally traumatize these people who... I know. I didn't. What were they? They were mur- They were some kind of Bonnie and Clyde or something. Yes. Yes. So they both went around killing people. I guess. But then. But again, their behavior didn't really give off the impression that they were killers. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Then, then they're immediately yeah. pitiable, and you feel bad for them. Uh, this mm-hmm. is Manu Bennett, who's back playing the husband here. He was uh, one of the henchmen in the Marine. We got him back. Oh yeah, he, right. As I said, he played uh, uh, Deathstroke on the CW mm-hmm. uh, DC shows, and I just want to look up what his nationality is because he's playing Paco in this, and I don't mm-hmm. believe he's a Latin man. Uh, sounds right. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Is fun. Was he Greek? I think. I think he might be. Oh, he's Maori. Because he's from so, he's from New Zealand, so no is the answer. He is not a Latin man, so but he's doing he's not from Mexico. No, but he's doing this. Very, uh, uh, you know, and oh boy, I mean, to the, it's still crazy to me that 2007 is long enough ago that nobody raised an eyebrow at that. Now that would be yeah. you'd be you just wouldn't do it. You just wouldn't take the chance. Mm-hmm. Even no, um, no people would rip not. you apart. So, um, and this movie in general, because of course we also have. Oh man, the guy I want—I so badly want to like martial arts guy, but they aren't giving you a character for him. But no, his initial he just does martial arts. His initial introduction was cool when he took the sunglasses mm-hmm. off of the guy, and I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. this could be the guy." He like does a backflip out of a helicopter. I'm going okay, and then he never really does anything cool ever again. And immediately he doesn't really have any lines. No, because he just well. immediately joins up with Vinnie Jones for reasons I don't understand. Yeah. It's 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 weird. So let's see here. Where are we in the? Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. They get they get because they they want to get the the, the guy at the beginning. The producers going. I want an Arab on this group. So yes. they send. So so they did get Stone Cold. <laughs> uh, devout Muslim Stone Cold Steve Austin. Little known fact. Um, uh, that would be wild. I would love that if I heard that about him. I'd be like, wow, how unexpected. He's a way more interesting <laughs> guy than interesting. I would have thought. Um, yeah. yeah. No, the, they send Stone Cold in to get killed by the Arab guy to prove. Uh, there's the mm-hmm. scene where they bring him in, and uh, uh, similar to what we see at the beginning where they have the guy audition basically to fight. Uh, mm-hmm. And, of course, he just instantly kills this Arab guy because Stone Cold is that awesome. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, what is this? What is uh, his character? What is his character's name? Uh, it's uh, Conrad, Jack Conrad. It's like Jack, yeah, Jack Conrad. But that's not his real name, right? It, oh, his real like name a, is Jack something name. else. It's like Jack Riley or Jack. Yeah, it's it's yeah. similarly like nondescript American name. Still, yeah, Conrad's yes. real. Jack Conrad is really Jack Riley. Who could care? Oh What's the difference? 
And also, why why have him have a fake name? Change his life. Like yeah, that's stupid. It's, it's that's bad spy work. Um, yeah. I yeah. you know you don't you don't see you don't watch an episode of Jack Ryan. He goes now I'm Jack Simon. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Jason Bourne is now as funny as Jason Bennett. Torn. Yeah, <laughs> Jason Torn. It's me, Jason Torn. No one will ever know it's really Jason Bourne. But it is just yeah. like Jack Conrad, Jack Riley. What does it matter? Uh, but as soon no, as they start no. saying it's Jack Riley, it does that thing. Go ahead and push this on your bingo card. Everybody's just going, whoa, Jack Riley? Uh-oh. Because I feel like this is part of the genre a lot of the time is the like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, one of these people is actually awesome. Is either actually, they're usually, like this case, they're usually good, morally good, mm-hmm. at least by the parameters mm-hmm. of this, because as we talk about, he's still a professional murderer. Yes. But for the U.S. government, which in the world of WWE means it's all totally fine. Um, mm-hmm. Because he's, isn't he, he's a, re- he, the reason he's in jail is he was assassinating people down in South America. I believe so, yeah. And we're yeah. like, yay, because that's always gone super well. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. I, actually, I have it here. Uh, uh, Conrad discovered to be a former Delta Force operative. We should start adding, um, we've talked about building a new bingo card, but um, uh, a character having a past as a Navy SEAL or Delta Force soldier would definitely mm-hmm. be one of them. Uh, who was captured on a black ops mission to El Salvador after bombing a building controlled by drug dealers. Yeah, they tried to, I think I, that does make sense. They tried to go like, well, he was fighting the cartels. Cause in the world of geopolitical stuff, if it's like drug dealers, we're kind of cool with it. I think is sort of the attitude, Apparently. right? Where it's sort of like, well, he yeah. wasn't destabilizing a government. He was taking out drug cartels, which are, you know, once again, it, it, without getting into any kind of specifics, are we can all generally agree are a bad thing objectively, right? Yeah. So you're going, I think that it, man, it would have been really interesting if they weren't trying to make him likable per se, mm-hmm. but that he was there. Like, what if he was there to take this thing down? You know what I mean? Like they they had done that previous cool. that would have been like cool. previous quote-unquote seasons of it and so like the un is like this needs to fucking stop yeah so they send somebody in who could be morally reprehensible and that could be the morality of the film is just or like at least like what's the difference between you and me it's like well i mean the difference is that i i i have the okay from you know the yeah, international I, community or as you're I saying guess. at least make um, him morally neutral in that sense when it's like well i'm just here yeah. because this is against the law and i am just serving yeah. society's a objection to this would have been something right exactly another movie that i i highly recommend that's in this genre that's a way better movie is one that came out a couple years ago called the hunt uh mm-hmm. that uh the blumhouse made um that's mm-hmm. really really good uh, and i i want i don't want I, I'll just point people towards it because there's a lot of secrets in that movie but the thing they do mm-hmm. With, they do the thing we're talking about where when the movie starts, you do not know. You were just dropped into the Battle Royale situation, and you do not mm-hmm. know. And it it, it, beca- it doesn't become apparent until like halfway through the movie who the hero of the movie is and why yeah. they are in this situation. That's really, that's a really interesting idea. Yeah, yeah. and that, I love that movie because it starts you like, what the fuck's going on? And in fact, they 
yeah. mislead you, go like, oh, okay, yeah, that guy's there. Oh, fuck, he just got shot in the head. Okay, I don't know what's happening yeah. now. Um, really right, exactly. good. Really, really good. And I think an, another uh, interesting point about this subgenre is that the movies tend, and these kinds of stories tend to work if the point of the movie is not that humanity is inherently bad. You know right. what I mean? Like they're inherently violent. What What actually works better... And I think that Squid Game does this really well. Uh, is it's it's not people; it's these larger established uh, uh, conglomerates or, or governments or yeah. or corporations that are the problem. That was something um, that sat wrong with me about this movie too, because you do have late in the game that same reporter from the beginning of the movie goes. At first, I wanted to blame this producer, but now I realize mm -hmm. the problem is the people who are watching. I'm like. No, still the producer's the bad guy. The producer's still the bad guy. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. not. It's because I don't buy into this idea that people are just seeking violence wherever they can get no. it. It really is. No. It's being packaged. If anything, it the presentation is what is numbing you to the violence. It is. It is not mm -hmm. that we're just all these savages. So I disagree with the thesis of this movie and. This movie exactly. also doesn't follow through on any of that thesis. I don't know what I meant no. to think by the end of the movie. Yeah, it because they abandon any sort of message or point, yeah. like any philosophical take that they're... Because that's not the reason you're here. The reason you're here is to see Stone Cold Steve Austin kill some bad guys. Yeah, and, and that's the thing where it's like at the end of the movie, it doesn't matter. There is no gray area to have that no. conversation because he is a purely no. heroic character who kills everyone who's bad. Yes. Yes, exactly. And it's all dealt uh, with and it's all over. You know, the, mm -hmm. the, this guy is killed. Therefore there's no, it's not a system. The hunger games, which I'm not a big fan of, but at least makes it, it is governmental. That is evil. Yes. It is about taking yes. down a government. Same thing with, Battle Royale is about this is something that is sponsored by a government, a squid game. You know, a yes. lot of those are about that. Here they are making it. No, it is just one. And it makes you, does ask a lot of questions about like, how the fuck did this guy, this one guy put this together? Like the money right. it would uh, take. The Yeah, as you are talking yeah. about earlier, the negotiations. You need a private island. Y yeah. Uh, oh yeah, private island. But yeah, like, yeah negotiating with various disparate like governments you know it would have been know? more interesting if they were breaking these people out even and also yeah yeah like like they're doing it, it it's not no one sponsoring it's totally reckless and the other thing is once mm -hmm. he starts broadcasting how do you not see the governments all over the world would be all over you on this thing like how is he surprised mm. when the u.s government is sending navy seals i think this movie does have a uh I don't even know what the... It's not racist, but like a... It does have a... Because it's interesting that the only reason they get an American is because he's in a foreign prison, right? It's basically going, yes. well, no American government would negotiate with this guy. It's all in Belarus. So it's all going... It's all those evil, corrupt foreign governments that signed off on this. So it does and have sort of this... And they specifically mention... Like, they're all convicted... Or, like, they're all condemned killers from third world uh prison yes is this, yes i believe the specific well because one guy yeah. who i once again these characters names could not matter i believe it's yeah. uh, the character i referred to as dreads um uh i doesn't he say something about he's been condemned to death for drug dealing somewhere i think so. i think it's yes. him 
It's one of them yes, that, that he, has a whole thing about just because he had. So that's not even. He's not even a killer. He was just on death row because of a country's backwards drug, you know, uh, yep, laws. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck, that's Malaysia. awful. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a but thing. The, but the movie doesn't care that that's a bad thing. No. In fact, his death is played as a joke. Yeah. Um, because because he, he's like, uh, what was I? Don't remember what he said, but he got betrayed by the by the. Uh, the other female uh, yeah. contestant. Yeah. And he's like, oh, bitch got me again. You know, and it's bitch like. Bitch got me again. <laughs> Literally, yeah. His it's last so line funny when is, the black guy dies. Bitch got me again. Well, because he's, yeah. oh, that, that's right. Because that's where he's talking about. Uh, some, a woman had turned him in about the drugs. And yes. so it's like, man, these bitches. Great. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going, yeah, there's another like, okay. halfway interesting thing there. Uh, and it's so interesting yes. that we're talking about this, of course, in the in a uh, having just dealt with the Brittany Griner situation in Russia, which was very much about a needlessly harsh yeah. drug sentence for a foreign uh, person in that in a backwards ass country like Russia. Um, yeah. So yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> I I also love. Uh, I just see him here in the. Um, uh, in the cast list here, this guy Nathan Jones, who is basically just a bigger Stone Cold Steve Austin, so that Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin can fight him. The guy's six ten, is listed as IMDb. He's Jesus Christ! Huge. And he does have a whole career of playing henchmen and stuff. Um, we would know him best from uh, um, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. He's like, oh the, yeah, he's like yeah. the he's, he's like the big the, guy. Yeah, he's the big guy who's like one of the main uh, henchmen to a Morton Joe in that. He's in a lot of that movie. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, not a lot of lines in this movie. I don't think he, I don't think he even says a single thing. No, I just movie. love the idea. Oh, he's in Fearless. I didn't know that. I love that the Jet Li movie. Uh, he fights oh, Jet cool. Li in Fearless. That's a cool movie. Um, that people, is a cool. Movie. Yeah, uh, but uh, uh, that's a good fight too, right? Big guy, little guy makes sense mm-hmm. uh, well mm-hmm. uh this month on our patron we're also talking about the expendables movies uh mm. and we'll talk of, i'm sure that's already out now so you can hear us talk about the dolph lundgren jet Li fight in that movie which is very much Ooh. big guy little guy fight and it's awesome oh, yeah. um but uh yeah there's basically just here to be like he's because he, <laughs> when they when they go to him in the prison at the beginning of the movie, he's the first guy we see recruited i'm going well, what, what do they need another bald burly white guy for <laughs> that's that's the thing when they're like oh we got to get some we got to slot somebody in here let's get stone cold steve austin it's like, well you already have the big bald white guy so i don't know why we need well, the producer one. flips out because stone cold steve austin is american he's like oh i never thought we'd get an american we gotta have an american in here then that's right mm-hmm. brother it doesn't get more american than texas born stone cold uh <laughs> But you do get the scene where they face off, where he's kind of like crouching the the this guy, and Stone Cold goes, "What are we gonna have a prom here?" And then the guy stands up and he does hit him with this one liner: "Oh, we have a big fucking problem." <laughs> and I do think big. I think he might have the best death in the movie because the whole movie, yeah, because everybody just kind of blows up. Yes, but he blows up while falling off a cliff. Yes. Which is pretty great. Yes. That's pretty great. That is, yes. Because we didn't talk about this. The whole thing is they're on the, they've been put on this island for 30 hours. Uh, mm-hmm. They've been put on the island for 30 hours, and everyone's wearing uh, basically like an ankle monitor. Uh, and this mm-hmm. is very like 
the ankle monitor thing, I'm going like, okay, this is Escape from New York. This is Suicide Squad. This is, you know, this has been done to death. Uh, yeah. I, I wanted them to come up with something new, but they just, uh, why would no. I expect that from this movie? But it is just kind of going like, of course, lazy. Um, mm. Yeah, they have these ankle monitors that track them where they're going and have an explosive device in them that they they mm-hmm. can if they try to tamper with it it'll blow up they can also just kill themselves or kill other people by pulling a pin on it it's basically like a grenade yeah uh yeah. which <laughs> i did not ex- i don't know why once again the lazy approach that is how most people die in this movie which is pretty lame yep uh, it's so lame because one of the things a battle royale movie does give you is a litany of ways to kill people. All you're gonna have, all, you're gonna have most of these people die. So come up with ways mm-hmm. to kill them. The Suicide Squad. Yeah, is if kind we want to, that... if we want to entertain Bruce winning, we yeah. need di- to show I different know. creative ways. I Bruce did not see this movie, die. but I think Bruce would have still dug this movie. Um, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I wish I had a Bruce winning review for this movie because he would have, he would have been two thumbs up for the exploding people. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, so that uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin pulls the pin on this guy's ankle monitor and throws him off a cliff, so he explodes as he's falling, which I did enjoy. That that kill yes. was pretty good, uh, and I do yeah. think I don't know that anybody else is going to beat that kill because everybody no, else everybody is, else dies the same way. Yeah, everybody so. else is pretty lame. Well, except for Vinny Jones, who's the big main bad guy, and he just gets shot a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Which, I mean, I guess kind of, well, we'll talk about it. I guess structurally is not terrible. But they, yeah. let's talk about how they're put on the island. So everybody is flown out to the island in helicopters. They're given, mm-hmm. like, mouth guard because they're all shackled, right? Their arms and legs are yeah. shackled. And they're given these, like, bite guard sort of things with the keys to their chains on them and then thrown yeah. in the ocean. Yes. So wouldn't most But not people, all of them. Not all of them. We have one guy fall out. I do like that the first guy just gets impaled due to an incident. That was also a pretty good death. Yes, yeah, and that was very stupid. I'm like, God damn. Like, <laughs> can we be a little bit more careful about where we're dropping these people? Yeah, that that was that was that that scene was close to the tone of what I wanted. Where the producers like, God yeah. damn it, like the idea that that's like a nuisance. That, that I'm going like, okay, yeah. there's the tone movie. Pick that tone. Uh, right exactly once again if they uh, they should have just made everybody involved in the tv thing just evil you know what i mean like yes like just make because once again just make the system evil then and so if if everybody was blasé about the death then their point would be clearer Mm -hmm. yeah and that that's a really interesting concept of exploring i I read a a paper called the banality of evil which is it's a really interesting sort of dive into like the bureaucratic people in the Nazi regime. Oh yeah. And like how they can just be normal people doing a desk job, but are also responsible for truly horrific crimes. And that's like that dichotomy could be really interesting. That's often really Uh, more impactful in movies than like cackling madmen and stuff like that. Sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. uh, People who act and behave, you know, in, ways that we do normal you know normal people that's kind of more terrifying totally um yeah so yeah you have uh stone cold steve austin of course gets doesn't get a key because he why does he elbow this guy in the face i don't know i don't know like the best the best situation man especially if you're 
a former Delta Force top government agent or whatever, wouldn't you think the best response would be to just get on the island, get unshackled, and then readdress from there? Yeah. Instead, he's got to be shitty about it. And uh, mm-hmm. and I guess, but we're supposed to be like, oh, yeah. Get him. But he's yeah. also not the only person who does this. So it's also just like, yeah. okay, so he's just behaving like everybody else. So it's not really standing out. Which, w- that, once again, that, that would have been interesting. Did see the Japanese man take the sunglasses, which yeah. was actually cool. And then that, backflip out. That was cool. Know? Backflip out while flipping a double bird. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, that's the guy, I, just, I never got his name. So I just called him Shades for the rest of the movie. Shades, mm-hmm. dreads, you know, these are my characters. Uh, dreads, Vinny Jones. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Every all of my notes just say Vinny. I think his name is yeah. McStarley. Who cares? <laughs> Who could possibly care? Or bigger? As I yeah. said, this guy is bigger, Steve Austin. Um, mm-hmm. For what little he's in the movie, I actually thought he was one of the. Yeah. Oh, oh shit! He's done some good. He's. I said he was in Fearless. I see. Also, he's in the Protector with Tony Jaw. Oh, that's a kick-ass movie. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's the he's the fucking big dude in in that movie. And he was just in Mortal Kombat. This guy, I like this guy. He's kind of the big guy in a lot of like fight movies and stuff like that. So I like this guy. His first screen appearance is in Jackie Chan's First Strike. Dope. Nice. Okay. I like this guy. Works a lot in Hong Kong. That's cool, man. Great. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and 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 you wouldn't know it because he does nothing in this movie. I mean, I guess that scene at the beginning yeah. when he's fighting all the guys in the prison was kind of cool. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> but you know. Yeah, but I've seen better I, versions of that scene in other yeah, movies. So maybe with this guy, even if you're watching like The Protector and stuff. Like Probably. That. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just glad to know he was in this, but then does like Fury Road after this, and you're like, yeah. Yeah. Because he does have presence. He's, he's cool. Um, so, uh, d- d- let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. Th- that's the thing. Immediately, Paco is the guy who's, like, super nice and goes, here, man, you take the keys uh, and unlock yourself. And I do like that every time there's an interaction between two of the condemned and they just, mm-hmm. like, separate, you just cut back to the British who going, why didn't they murder each other? Oh, man! <laughs> They they're so stupid. There's like they don't they can't conceive of the fact that it you know people will interact with each other like human beings yeah. or try to team up because that's more well, advantageous. Because, they just want people to mindlessly kill each other because they're all criminals. He doesn't he doesn't go yeah. after. It's not the Suicide Squad thing of I've found them the worst of the worst that humanity has to right. offer. Like these are yes. just people in situations. And as we said, Paco is the character I feel the most bad for because so many horrible things mm-hmm. happen to him, and we never actually see him do anything evil at all. It's all nope. referred to nope. in the past, but all he cares mm-hmm. about is getting his wife out of here, and you know, and mm-hmm. escaping. Right, and he he will see his wife raped in front of him. He will have his knee mm-hmm. broken and then murdered. And and, well, and then he's beaten almost to death before he is lit on fire and killed. And it's just like, what movie? What do you what do you want me to feel here? Like what? I what are, like what are you doing? And actually, <laughs> what are you trying to do to me? When he gets burned to death, he's. They also establish he's the only person who like befriends Stone Cold because when Vinnie Jones mm-hmm. burns him to death, he's like, 
All right, that's it, pal. It's game on now. I think I have it. Uh, uh, I think I. Ha- oh yeah, he just goes. Okay, game on. And you're just like, wait a minute. Did we like Paco? I can't tell. And I can't tell. And also, are we supposed to be like, yeah, get him, Stone the, Cold? The way the movie they do the push and the music goes, dun, 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 and he's like, game on. And we're, I think we are supposed to be the divorced dads. They're supposed to raise that. By the way, I didn't catch any Miller in this one, but I didn't catch any beer. Well, I don't know. In that bar, was there? A Miller sign or something? Could have been. And there I, may have I, been. I really wasn't paying attention. I, I yeah. assume there has to be. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you were supposed to, to to raise your MGD and be like, fuck yeah, Stone Cold! Instead of being on. like, oof, God, this is awful. Yeah, I just went, okay. <laughs> I will say most of the one-liners here are pretty. There are lots of... I, the, the, other, the other one is when he fights... Uh, when he fights Shades, when Stone Cold fights the, mm-hmm. the karate guy... He does give him, this is very WWE, like, macho stuff. He goes, let's go, sweetheart. Is this like, oh, man, to, to be even remotely effeminate is the worst thing imaginable to these people. Okay, sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and, and you're supposed to be like hell yeah, yeah. when he says that, yeah. as opposed to I'm I'm currently watching uh, Peacemaker, oh. and there's a part where uh, uh, Peacemaker is uh, trying to uh, shit talk. Um, I don't know the name of the character, but the green suited. Oh, uh, oh, it's uh, Judo Master. Yeah, yeah, Judo Master. Uh, very similar kind of uh, digs, but then. You're also supposed to be like, well, yeah, but you got beat up by this guy. So, like, <laughs> like that Peacemaker's in the wrong That thing. show and all of James Gunn's work is so the opposite of WWE because it's nothing yes. but poking fun at machismo, right? It's always exactly. taking that alpha male mentality and going, that is stupid. That is a dumb way to be. Uh, and that is, and so you're a buffoon much. if you behave that way, right? That is, and that is one of the things I love about James Gunn's because he's one of us. He's like a fucking mm-hmm. little nerd guy, and he's going yeah. like, yeah. guys who act like that are dicks. <laughs> They're not cool. Yeah. And that show is about yeah. a guy learning to not be like that. That's kind of the point yes. of Peacemaker's journey. Um, so yeah, uh, we're all over the place here because this movie's kind of it doesn't really matter. I just don't want to talk about it, you know. This movie, <laughs> like, can we talk? just so occasionally just the so movie much. just drops supplies on people, like hunting knives, and um, yes, and it's always and Vinnie a, and Jones a compound bow. Yeah, so why why Vinnie okay. Jones? Like, what, let's, what let's, about Vinnie let's, Jones? So one of the things that is we see it a few times. Vinnie Jones always gets the supply drops. And then eventually yes. somebody does point out to the producer, oh, my God, you want this guy to win. And his yes. response is basically he makes great television? That is that is his response, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. But... And then he's also like, all, all media is manufactured. I'm just doing what they're doing, which, but which, better. Which is, which is true. Because that's always, a, you know, there's the thing about reality TV is not real. And there once again, it's like, okay, movie, you're almost on to an idea there, you know. You're so close. But people yeah. are really dying. So mm-hmm. then it kind of, you know, that's the thing where I'm going like, if that's true, then these people shouldn't really be dead. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that's the thing where it's like the movie, you want to have it both ways. Um, that's why mm-hmm. I, that's why I'm saying like I'm, I lean towards the ones that are more overtly satirical. And I actually think 
as silly an 80s action movie as it is, The Running Man actually has a lot more satire in it than this. It's pretty mm-hmm. goofy, mm-hmm. but it's also pretty pointed. Um, well, that's that's the beauty of satire. You right. can have that like sort of sillier tone, but also pointing or poking oftentimes, uh, holes in, in various things. And in fact, yeah. oftentimes the 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 satire the 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 sharper edges of it are made more palatable mm-hmm. by making it sillier. So exactly. that's sort of the thing yes. that doesn't. Uh, yeah, I just don't. Here's the other thing: I can't believe WWE didn't have everyone be played by a wrestler in this. Wouldn't this have been I, every that one of these made, people? Yeah, that would have made more sense in a way. That would have been, and I think it'd make the movie sillier in general. Yeah, if this but, was just um, the WWE SmackDown of movies, mm-hmm. and I think would have yeah. actually maybe done better for the box office because I don't think I don't think this movie. I can't imagine if... Like, Walking Tall and The Marine, I can understand if you're a fan of the WWE going to see those movies. This movie is a little... Once again, that R rating, I think, hurts because now the kids can't go. And it's a little too grim and unpleasant to be enjoyable in that SmackDown sort of way. Yes, because... I mean, 13-year-olds and 45-year-olds are sort of the demographic that we're for here. And this movie, you know, or at least WWE. In oh yeah, general, yeah, 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 but yeah. Yeah, this movie cuts off half of their demographic. It cuts off half of their demographic. And basically dooms it to failure. Yeah, and it's it's a little too long. It's a little too dark. Mm-hmm. And I just think mm-hmm. it's it doesn't have the. This is not nearly as fun as the Marine or Walking Tall. No, it's, it's no, in fact not at all. It, it's almost like daring you not to have fun. It's like yeah, that's right, folks. Yes, you're not gonna like this at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but not a fully intentional way because yeah. there are movies that are disturbing but but lean into it in a way that I, I don't know I there there are movies that are very disturbing that are still very like watchable I suppose oh god yeah absolutely into that kind of inclination but yeah. this again this movie because this movie is wishy-washy about what tone, then you just don't you, you just you can't settle on anything and so it it yeah. is just it's it's just awful. it it just, just, uh, it just miserable it just, a miserable experience. <laughs> it just it just fuck it just doesn't work. That's what we're talking. About. Like it just no. across the board does not work. It's really it's an yeah. and it's one of those movies where I'm going like guys, how do you not see how much this isn't working? And every time the music across the board is just like da 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 da. The condemned. God, the soundtrack is terrible, John. There's there is a track. In the song, where I think one of the instrumentation, like part of the instrumentation, is like breathing, yes, like heavy breathing, and it it's, definitely is. It's, it's it's weird and it's not good and it's distracting. Honestly, I was not paying attention to that. <sighs> yeah, it was so distracting. Yeah, it's no, it's bad. Um, and yeah. also to cap it all off, I just thought, of course, that the movie ends with a Nickelback song. I'm just like, <laughs> of course. <laughs> This is the Nickelback of movies. I'm, yeah, surprised, well, I'm surprised it, this it, doesn't have a, a, an entire soundtrack of original songs by Nickelback. I want that on the movie poster. This is the Nickelback of movies. Please, whatever new Blu-ray or 4K release of this, put a poll quote. The Nickelback <laughs> of movies, the action shelf. Um, yes. You know what? Because we, right, we mean it as a slam, but it would sell to the audience that would want to see that. <laughs> One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. And that Nickelback song, I gotta look at the lyrics here because the lyrics are uh, 
<laughs> the first lyric is prison gates won't open up for me uh <laughs> uh oh that that's right the 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 chorus is show me what it's like to be the last one standing because that's uh, and the- i have to let me just um just say something to our audience. Yeah. No, Nickelback is not on the show. <laughs> I know it's it sounded like Nickelback. Hey, here, every, well, guess remember that? Here. I mean, when we were like in middle school, every fucking band had that sound. That was the Creed, yes. Nickelback, uh, uh, System of a Down kind of had that. Remember all that? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Uh, uh, Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Had that a bit. Obviously. Saliva. Uh, remember Saliva? Bush, Bush, you know, oh, hundred. Gavin Rossdale definitely has that sound, yeah. and they're all just yeah. doing bad Eddie Vedder, right? Like that's the thing. I, I feel like I, I think I like Soundgarden more than. than oh, I no, uh, no, I agree. Audio uh, Slave, also. Audio Slave Audio is better. Slave, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, it, it's interesting, but it's just like, yeah, Nickelback was the ultimate like guy who sings like this. I'm really. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here are the buzz ballads. Prison's gates won't open up for me. Then the second thing is heaven's gates won't open up for me. With these broken wings, I'm falling. It's so it's so is this... bro deepness though, right? Where it's like, oh, I'm a tortured man, but I'm a badass too. It's interesting they bring up Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate already existed right yeah it's oh kind yeah, of a yeah weird pull yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah that's yeah. weird uh <laughs> but i just i just as soon as the song started i'm going like oh i love ugh. i love it on two fronts because it is it's nickelback which is perfect for the tennis movie and two the lyrics are so on the nose that they're like perfect last one standing this is great man oh <laughs> and i i don't know nickelback that well but the guitar riff started and i'm like this is <laughs> I know they, because there all is their a sound. songs kind of sound the same. They have that yeah. ACDC thing, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't hate Nickelback, but it is no. they, they are just in the same way I don't hate ACDC. But you're just like objectively, this isn't good, you guys. Like it's sort of that thing where it's like I can. It's just the same song you've been you. Well, because is it is it any different? Years. Is this song any different from? And they say that a hero can <laughs> save us. You know, and I had the fucking Spider-Man soundtrack. I had oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So did I. Yeah, so yeah. I. I, I had all of those. I mean, that was the thing where it was like the, I had, uh, uh, I had Spider-Man the album. I had Daredevil the album that had the Evanescence songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Because the Evanescence was sort of the, 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 uh, it's the same music, but it had a female voice, but it's the same kind of songs. You know? It is. I, I think Amy Lee is a better. Oh. Agreed. That's name, right? Uh, yeah, Amy Lee. Yeah, is yeah, yeah. a better singer uh, than no, and the that's, dude from Nickelback. That's the thing. It's the same song, but her voice is better. Therefore, it's it's more interesting. <laughs> yes. And when oh, she also yeah. did, the, I, she also I did the do song. Love Evanescence. I do I too. Actually, for uh, yeah. uh, bring me to life, and it, and it's just Jennifer <laughs> Garner throwing sighs in the Daredevil movie. <laughs> uh, she also did the song for the Tom Jane Punisher movie. Uh, yeah, cause that's, I'm that broken because right. it's all about how broken Frank Castle is. That was like the sure. thing you had to have a band do your superhero song uh, yeah. in, in that era. It's just so I mean, weird. It's good that that's no longer a thing, but there's something sad about not. I do kind of miss movie title songs. Like that's just not because yeah. soundtracks don't matter. 
Uh, you do no. get guys like Gun or somebody like that who who put cool soundtracks out. But the uh, I mean, I remember but it's when it's not like it's not like they're getting a band to song. Or no, the movie, um, you know? the one every once in a while it happens, and you do get um. The, the David Ayer Suicide Squad had a song by, I can't remember who it was, uh, but th th there was a Suicide Squad song um, mm. for that movie, and it was... This is what people tuned in for. This is how much we don't want to talk about so. The Condemn. Uh, <laughs> uh, 21 Pilots did a song called Heathens that was for... Um, that was actually for the Suicide Squad movie. Okay. And you're going, and I remember going like, "Wow, what a throwback!" That like somebody wrote a movie song, um, mm -hmm. because like, yeah, the idea of like Huey Lewis doing "Power of Love" for Back to the Future, I miss right, that. exactly. I love that. Every once in a while, you'll see somebody do it, but when it, I guess James Bond still does. That. James Bond I, is still, but that, but that carries still... over. Like that's just that's like mm -hmm. grandfathered in because yeah, it was like a big deal. I like that Billie mm -hmm. Eilish "No Time to Die" song. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was good. Uh, well, and and having Hans Zimmer—that's also cool because they work with the composer. So having Hans Zimmer yes. write the music so it plays into the score of the movie too is always mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. Hey, Bond. Yeah, Bond is always that weird relic because it's like it's also one of the few franchises that still does an opening title sequence and has a theme song. Yes. It's all just like, well, we're still just doing things the way they were done in the '60s, you know? Yeah, yeah, which is great. It's fun. And I would never want them to change that. I hate opening title no. sequences in movies. I think they're a waste of time. But if they ever took one out of a Bond, I'd be furious. Yes, it has to be. It's there. part of the experience. It yeah. is. It is indeed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now more. Now they just do the thing now where they'll just throw a cool pop song on a movie. Yes. You know, yes. and you're like, like uh, a song that's already successful. Yeah, because like know? I love Foo Fighters, but like, does their song "Walk" have anything to do with Thor? But it's at the end no. of Thor. You know, it it, you're like, oh, kind of. He's learning to be his hero again. He's, eh, sure, sure. Oh. You're going, like, tangentially. But it is just kind of like, that was just a hit rock song, and we put it in this big movie. Uh, yeah. That yeah. that was the case here, I think. I, I mean, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. I think Saving Me was maybe popular. I don't know. Look, we, we've never exactly had our finger on the pulse when it comes to music, to be fair. True. <laughs> um, and uh, But I would, I would argue that neither do. Back. <laughs> nor the wwe for that matter it's all yeah exactly actually nickelback is a perfect divorce dad rock band definitely oh yeah it's a because it's it's loud it's all like attitude right it's like the lyrics don't matter but it's all just like it's part of that gen gen x angst you know what i mean and maybe that's just because you're positioned yeah so like the generation before us is you know the the angsty, angry like and, sort but, of. But I can I can appreciate the, the guys who started genre. that. Your Pearl Jam, yeah. your Nirvanas, your Smashing Pumpkins. Nirvana. Oh yeah. Um, mm. for, by the way, one of the best uses of any song this last year. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Is is the Nirvana song that's in Batman? Yes, yes. Well, because that also uh, influenced the performance that it influenced um, the performance. Did. It influenced yeah. the performance. It was what. Uh, Reeves was listening to as he wrote it and he talked about it's what mm -hmm. he imagined Bruce Wayne would listen to and so it's yeah, like it yeah and it, that's a good use of it and that song oh, and that, I love that song I that, love that song, song is a so great much. song and it does perfectly fit the vibe of Batman and that Batman particular. yeah uh, but look yeah if you let me, I'll go on all day about what a perfect movie Matt Reeves' The Batman is, but that's just me. Uh, but is it better than Seal's Kiss from a Rose? 
<laughs> there that was that's a weird that is a movie song that was from the batman yes. forever soundtrack and yet it has nothing to do with and then you have the smashing pumpkins batman and robin song which is better than the batman movie itself. oh it's so good and then it got reused and watchman yeah to perf to perf like oh that song i that song yeah that it's that so we've it's talked so about the trailer for the watchman movie is one of the best superhero movies <laughs> Yes, yes. That tra- it's, and it's I, th- I don't hate leaps the and bounds better than the movie. I don't hate uh, that Watchmen movie, but that trailer, I just remember being like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, it, yeah. it gives me. Ch- I still watch the trailer, uh, and it gives me chills. It's so, it's, you know. it's great. And if you recall the the oh my god, the actual song in the end credits of that movie. Do you remember what it is in the Watchmen movie? I don't. It's, I don't remember. No. It's uh, my chemical romance covering Desolation Row. Yeesh. <laughs> that was the big track from that not, movie, and you're like, "Oh my... no, 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 no!" Yeah, that's not a. Bro. I want to, I want to throw shade on my chemical romance. No. it's just not my genre. So no, and uh, I, I don't, I don't want to throw shade at them, but them covering a Bob Dylan song, I don't want to hear. Well, I mean, everybody's covered Bob. Dylan. I think people cover Bob Dylan. In- it's just weird that that movie that movie starts with a, an actual Bob Dylan song. An actual, yeah. And actually, yeah. there's another one of the other best superhero movies is the opening title sequence of Watchmen, where they just do the mm, history of superheroes, mm-hmm. similar to just the opening title sequence of X Men Origins Wolverine is the best Wolverine movie. Yes, <laughs> with just them well, fighting yeah, across that's the actual comic. Yeah, and then you're like, wait a minute! I remember sitting in the theater and going. Wait, oh wait, well, that was the movie I wanted to see. What what happened? Uh, we, we just saw the movie. Why did the whole movie just happen in five minutes? Yeah, what 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 could possibly happen now? The answer, nothing good. Uh, um, nothing. Truly, yeah. I despise that movie. Uh, but that's not an unusual mm-hmm. opinion. Um, right. uh, can we talk about guys uh, diving? Yeah, can the we condemn. talk about guys diving off waterfalls? Because this movie loves that shot. It sure does. It yeah. has both Vinnie Jones uh, It and- saw The Fugitive, and it was like, we can do that, but one less thing, impressive. We talk about the fugitive a lot on this show because <laughs> number one, it's it's a near perfect movie, and Great two, movie. it is yeah. so oft ripped off. It yeah. is one of the most. It is. Oh, it yeah. is. It, it, I I think because not in structure like Die Hard mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but it, it its action set pieces are so yes. ripped off, and it's interesting because. We did Code of Silence, which is also Andrew Davis, and has that big dramatic move where Chuck jumps off of the train. That's like a thing Andrew Davis is good at, are those big jump kind of. Yeah. And these aren't bad, but it is like that Stone Cold Steve Austin stunt guy leaping into water. Yeah. It certainly and lacks the like epic scope. High. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It really lacks that epic scope of Harrison Ford yeah. taking that yes. dive, which is, yeah, like one of the most iconic moments in cinema, probably. Yeah. Yeah, because um, when people say the fugitive, the first thing you think about is that scene, right? Like, is the waterfall scene? Yeah, I didn't oh, kill yeah, my wife. It. I don't care. Yeah, there's a, there's a Texan I'd rather see in any movie than Stone Cold Steve Austin is Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, yes. Yeah, believe it or oh, not, yeah. once again, bold, hot takes. Tommy Lee Jones better actor than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oof, man, we're gonna get so much hate mail. <laughs> I did. I, I'll recommend this because I think it's kind of a hidden gem. I watched The Hunted again the other night. Uh, with uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio del Toro, they shot. I love it here. that movie. That movie's really good. I watched it again. They shot that here yeah. in Portland. That movie's awesome. Yeah. That movie is yeah, Rambo if Rambo was the bad guy. Yes, exactly. It's that where it is like no, no. He really has gone insane and he's just slaughtering people. And Tommy Lee Jones has to track him down. 
Good movie, man. Yeah. Good, and solid action. They have to make their own knives and have a knife fight at the end. And great. Tommy Lee Jones making a knife out of just like things he finds around him is one of the coolest things. I could have watched a whole movie of that, of him just going, well, I'm going to uh, chip this shale down and then wrap twine mm-hmm. around. I'm just going like, dude, this is this is so cool. Um, it does kind of feel like a samurai film. You yeah, know, it does. A little bit. Like and the it's, way they revere their knives. The way they revere their knives. And then the whole thing about like, I taught him how to kill. I have to be the one to stop him. You know, yeah, and nobody can exactly. understand him except yeah. me. Man, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones had a good run of like action thrillers in the early to mid two thousands that I I could say you could watch any of them. Your Double Jeopardies, your Rules of Engagements, your all of those I like. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. Man, all that to say is those are all more fun to watch than this, which is just <sighs> I mean, the, like, once again, the overwhelming feeling I have is this movie is not fun. <laughs> yes, it yeah. is. It is going like, nope, you will not have fun watching this. There, uh, you will not have fun, but you also will not like be thinking about anything interesting yeah uh, other than thinking about other things that are bad Let's but see, like it's it... not oh yeah it's not creating thought well, you know like interesting like, yeah, moral but it's, it's, quandary. no no uh no that's the thing it's sort of like if you if you're not going to be silly then you have to be interesting and your movie's not interesting um and not that's what that time of like, the why... movie is uh, actually that's an interesting yes. we brought up the hunter but that is a movie that has philosophical things to say about mm-hmm. violence yeah yes exactly this movie has so, nothing we see a lot of movies that are just doing uh, previous movies yeah so like especially on the action shelf and oh, God, I mean, yeah. we've talked a little bit about this but because this movie is doing battle royale but then also not adding in anything interesting on top of it it does just make the whole thing feel unnecessary you know and I mean? the fact that they it's did... like it's different because the wwe made but, it but and then, that's what makes it different but i, I wish it had been more wwe nobody gets body exactly. slammed or anything in it that would have been more fun no. uh because like yeah. the, the, here we here's a perfect example the scene where he does confront the karate guy shades uh his name yeah. is psycho apparently sure yeah by the way so... psycho or no sorry saiga Okay. Saiga, that makes more sense than Psycho. Yes. But his name could have... I can't believe... I, here's the thing. You you were willing to go with that, and I was too, because that did. seems like something this movie would have done. His name named yep. Psycho. Um, but uh, they have this whole, uh, you know, SmackDown, they, they set up this whole thing where it's like, it's going to be his karate versus Stone Cold Steve... And the Stone Cold Steve Austin just guts him with a knife. And you're like, yep. oh. Immediately. Oh. Well. Like, oh. Okay. Well. Uh, and boring. it's all setting up what's going to be the big showdown between him and Vinnie Jones. And you're kind of like, yeah, I'm not really excited to see those two fight each other. No, no. I'm just excited for them. <laughs> that point. Because, but even that gets kind of undone because they're throwing down and then the supply drop comes uh-huh. in and Vinnie Jones gets a shotgun and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. The introduction, the introduction of weapon like guns into this movie is, is like a death knell of, of, of any excitement that this movie had going, in, like, going oh, back to battle cool. Royale. One of the coolest things in battle Royale, if you remember, everybody's given a weapon, but it is yes. not known what it is. And so some people yes. get a gun and some people get mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to think of like, like a, a I don't know, like a bat, or I mean, the bat would even be good. But some people get like le- legitimately shitty weapons. Yes, yeah. And it's cool. It's one of the cool things in that movie is you're randomly handed something and you don't know what it is, 
and you know yeah and that like that's and, a cool and idea we're led to believe in we're led to believe in this movie this is the first time that's right yes yeah like this no this is, is not this okay. is not an ongoing thing this is the first time I, that this guy's done this i think it's more interesting if it's been going on for a while agree you know what i mean i think that's a more interesting and actually idea. that's the case in almost every other version of this type of story i can think of right exactly almost yeah yeah, I can't think of another like Running Man. It's been going on for a long time. That movie mm -hmm. series seven, The Contenders, is called that because it's the seventh season of the show, The right. Contenders. Uh, exactly. You know that sort of thing. Yeah, Hunger Games. Yeah, they all are like that. Because oh, now because mm -hmm. you know now they're making the Hunger Games prequel about how the Hunger Games was created. Why? Don't. I don't care. Please don't. <laughs> but yeah, that's they want to do that now. The first Hunger Games. Um, okay, sure. Yeah, whatever, man. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they they throw down. Uh, let's see here. Is it? Oh, I mean, yeah. Then once the <laughs> I do love they go like, oh, we uh the, in the background of this movie, the FBI apparently is gone because they just come in and they go, yeah, we uh we tracked down the island, we figured out where it was, and we're sending Navy SEALs in. Mm -hmm. And then when they get yep. word about that, uh, the producer is just gonna go like, I have to get something out of my car and he's gonna get in his helicopter <laughs> and fly away literally the, it's literally the simpsons bit it, it's like i gotta go it's it, it, oh i don't think he's coming back i don't think he's coming back uh <laughs> it's 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 exactly that because he's like uh-huh uh-huh okay uh he goes nobody panic and he's just like ready my helicopter i'm taking no <laughs> one with me uh because they're the the because the, the the tech guy finally confronts and goes didn't you say when we started this you'd handle all the like legality of it and stuff and if anybody got in trouble you'd have our back and then he just has that guy murdered the tech guy just gets his yep. throat cut by the secure yep. the head of security here mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh vinnie jones i also like that they're i also like that they're on the death island like they're yeah. not in a third that location. makes no that sense to me the idea that, that <laughs> all of the all of the fighting is happening as they say on the other side of the island that is insane Should, i mean you know what i would have done is had them out in like a boat or something like that like they're yeah. on a big ship and then you could still no. have stone cold and vinnie jones you know swim out to it or whatever and have their fight there but it is like because they're talking about like oh wait a minute according to these trackings the stone cold steve austin is coming here why isn't that everybody's decision at the beginning is look they're on the same island we could rush them and kill here's all the of other them, thing is all of us get to survive i like, don't do they not have control over the explosives because couldn't they just blow think, everybody up yeah you'd think that it doesn't because that's the thing in suicide squad is amanda waller has mm -hmm. the her finger on the button so if you try to kill her she'll just kill you or if you abandon the mission right. she can just activate the bomb uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, as soon as Stone Cold went off the grid or whatever, he's going he off still the had grid. Explosive on him. He so did, why not just blow like, him up? He like wrapped a thing in it so they can't track him anymore. Or whatever. Who knows? He does or some cares. some okay. kind of spiker. I also love massive Stone Cold Steve Austin shimming across that little wire. Oh yeah, like that's <laughs> gonna hold him. And and that it was like raining and at night. I'm yeah. like, is there is a T Rex going to show up? Because this looks a lot like the Jurassic. It, 
It does have that. The other thing they definitely want us to think, and I saw several people mention this when I was going through user reviews. He's definitely supposed to be a Rambo type, right? And once he's going oh, through 100%. the once he's going through the jungle and stuff, and it's raining, that kind of stuff is very. I mean, literally, one of the reviews is "Move over, Rambo. Jack Conrad's in town." No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> nope, because I think following this movie, two more Rambo movies came out after it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a there's a second condemned movie, John. Yeah, it doesn't so. have Jack Conrad in it, unfortunately, though. Oh, but he's so likable. Yeah. John. <laughs> and once again, I'm not going to read this review, but I'll just say that uh, uh, it does say there's somebody who goes, if you like reading Jane Austen novels and sunsets and walks along the beach, then this movie <laughs> isn't for you. <laughs> that person also insanely says it's better than Van Damme's Hard Target. This movie is Wrong. nowhere close to Hard Target, which it, is it an amazing movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> John Woo, this director. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, what, is the, what is the plot of the second condemned movie? Now I'm oh, curious. I think it's the same thing just happens to another guy. <laughs> If I'm not so, mistaken. it's not even because it's not the same guy because the the producer dies. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Let me let me see. Play. And I think now Eric so Roberts is running different. the thing here. Let me see here. Let me, oh. let me go to this plot here. Condemn two, uh, similar to the first movie. The protagonist finds himself in a game of death with several other contestants and is forced to rely on his skills and wit to survive. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That doesn't seem to be. Uh, it's just the same movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's just All the right. same movie with a different guy and less money. Uh, oh, oh okay. wait. Oh, well, that, that's that's a video game. No, we do not need to talk about that at all. There's no reason yeah. to. Okay, wait. Yeah. Here, here we go. Yeah. A former bounty hunter finds himself on the run as part of a revamp condemned tournament in which convicts are forced mm -hmm. to. Yeah. So once again, he's doesn't need to be. He shouldn't be there, but he is. And he's going to yeah. cause okay. trouble in Great. that movie. Do I have a. I mean, I have to imagine the budget is probably not even ten million. Probably not, it's probably less than half of what this thing cost. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. seven point five million probably is what I. Uh, but it is written by the guy who wrote The Marine, so there you go. Because it does seem and like some we people just love the script. Of the Marine, so. <laughs> we specifically said this script. Uh, this script pops you know it, it really does it just this yeah, dialogue it, crackles man it just really yes it snap <laughs> crackles and pops it really uh, does all right so let's talk about the end of the movie where vinnie jones sure. comes in and just starts executing everyone that's in the is who vinnie, could have seen this coming vinnie John? jones gets his hands on a machine gun because he kills mm -hmm. the some of the camera crew and they have guns mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a, that was a weird. It's moment. also stupid that there's a camera crew like going around on well, the island. With all of a guns. sudden, there's a camera crew because previously we only saw that the cameras were automated and run yes. by remote. Yes. Then all of a sudden, there's a camera guy, and there's a camera guy, and then a guy with a machine gun with him. Yes, as his like protection. But then why doesn't the machine gun guy just kill Vinnie Jones the second he sees him? Turn at them. Great question, John. Great Insane. question. Well, yeah. they have to be impartial. You know, just they so have the to. Oh, like I do nature. trivia uh, on this movie. Uh, when Vinnie Jones grabs the machine gun, he says "Merry Christmas," and according to the trivia, that is a Die Hard reference. And I'm like, "Is it?" Sure, I guess because it's the same. It's also an MP5, which is the same machine gun Bruce Willis has 
in that. But it's also not Christmas. In no, this and it's and he's getting a weapon. It wouldn't. You wouldn't. I didn't think Die Hard at all. You know I, what I mean? Well, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, John, I would say the last 45 minutes of this movie, I was maybe half attention to. It had 50. <laughs> Uh, attention um <laughs> yeah and i know fair. i i need that's to watch fair. these for the podcast but this sometimes this... these movies are just so hard to watch, and i can't blame myself yeah blame the here. it's um, it's it's bad it's bad yeah Man, there's no question yeah. it's bad um so but it's just so he has the machine gun so he comes in and starts shooting everybody and then before yeah. he can shoot the pretty blonde producer stone cold shows up and yeah uh, and Vinnie Jones immediately runs in and is like, it's not my fault, all right? I was raised by a bad mother and such like that, right? He talks about, I was beaten as a child and put into... And then uh, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin hits him with what I think is the one-liner of the movie. Sounds like you had a hard life. Bam, 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 bam. Good thing it's over. <laughs> That's actually not bad. It's not bad, yeah. And once again, I'm going like more of that movie. That tone yeah. we like. But he just shoots him like eight times. He just like empties a gun into him. Which I yeah. I, I don't mind. If the movie had been better structured, if the whole thing had been built, it's, I think they want this to play like an Indiana Jones moment when it's supposed to be a big throwdown and he just shoots him. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that can work, but the movie's just like, meh, at this point. And yeah. then, what we have to get to, because we're going to talk about guns in a second here. When he's dual-wielding MP5s and shooting at this helicopter... Helicopter? That, oh, my God. That doesn't work. No. That doesn't all. make any Those things would sense. be up those over weapons, his head. Yeah, those guns are not accurate. They're, They're not... Like, because here's the thing about automatic weapons... The, when you shoot a gun, it kicks back, right? So if you mm-hmm. if a gun mm-hmm. keeps firing, it's going to keep kicking back up and up and up. That's why you need the second hand to pull the th- <laughs> gun down against its instincts to go up. It's You're, yeah. you're trying to yeah. balance out the physics of that. And that's why professional soldiers and such like that don't put guns on auto-fire like that. Yeah, because you can't aim properly. It doesn't, that and so doesn't make any guys He's holding sense. two... So he's one hand in each one and just... <laughs> and actually, it doesn't do anything. Even, there's not even any kickback. No. Oh, no, because you yeah. know they've loaded these things up with, you know, yeah. whatever. Because you can... Uh, uh, blanks on movies, you can put different sizes of loads in there that will give it different... Ki- I remember Joe Pesci mm-hmm. talking about on uh, Goodfellas, the the scene uh, when he shoots his gun, he wanted full loaded... Uh, blank so that the gun his 45 has the proper kick and you see his hand mm-hmm. come back and he goes I want that yeah. in there because it needs to be I, I'm an out of control guy who's shooting this gun wildly and I'm like yes mm-hmm. good that's smart here mm-hmm. though they clearly have put in the lowest possible load because I don't think this is I don't think we're yet at the point of uh, of CGI muzzle flash I think they are using blanks here but yeah, yeah. Stone Cold is just but it doesn't matter because he doesn't actually it doesn't matter because I don't understand how this works. Suddenly they mm. have one of the explosives in yes. the in their hand. I, yeah. yeah, I wasn't able to figure out where that came from. I think the I think the producer woman is somehow able to get it off of Stone Cold Steve Oz because she must have a key for it or something. Yeah, but they don't show that. So it's all implied and then like she, off camera. She pulls the pin on it, hands it to St- Stone Cold, who throws it into the producer guy's helicopter. Like, perfectly. It lands yeah. in the seat next to him. 
Well, like, little, also a, Delta Force, but also Major League Pitcher. Is the other yeah, thing. well, yeah. They I don't did. get into that backstory. It was cut. The movie was originally... I did also... Um, there uh, is an ex- I did also there. briefly... Uh, I was briefly a closing pitcher for the New York Yankees, but... Uh, it yes. Neither yeah. part of it. Yeah. There is, there is an entire 45 minutes yeah. cut out of him just playing a, a game of baseball. God damn, Vince. They, they why'd, you, why'd you cut that out? I did all that training for the baseball scenes. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, the guy, the guy's like, oh, no, and he blows up and the helicopter yeah. crashes. And then yeah. the movie just ends with him coming home to his family, and he's like, I'm back. Now, he did... Tech, yeah, he, he was in prison for a reason, and he did also kill a bunch of but the guy, it's, it's, it's all that FBI agent character going like, don't we owe it to this guy? And actually, I, yeah. according to the Wikipedia plot description, I don't remember mm. this being the case, that the movie states mm. this. But because they think he died in that explosion with dreads, he is effectively dead according to the camera that they have. Because all the stuff he does after this is not on camera. I guess that's true. But yeah, they don't mention that. They don't in the film at all. They don't, which that's, that would make sense. So it that is like it is sense. like he died, okay, and that's going to get everybody off his back, and now he can disappear with his family. Yeah, that actually right. would it's make such some an afterthought, some form of sense. But no, it's just oh my god. Yeah, that's the end. Of it's the just movie. retconning it after the fact. This movie's terrible. <laughs> Sucks. I Do hate even this need movie. To, I think. Yeah, we I think we already know the one liner in death anyway. We mentioned him earlier. Let's just move oh, yeah, on. Yeah, let's not talk about it. Let's yeah. just fucking move on. Well, how about let's yeah. talk to somebody who did like this movie or talk about somebody who did. Sure. This <laughs> this review comes to us from IMDb user uh Chevy Man Greg nineteen eighty nine. He's a Chevy this sounds, man. Yeah. This sounds right. And nineteen eighty nine maybe the the year that his <laughs> made it yeah uh uh interesting though listen to this uh so the the review is titled pseudo public broadcast survival of the fittest (laughs) not being that big a fan of the wwe i thought this movie was extremely good while holding true to some movie cliches the fact of the movie was that violence sells but you get what you have coming for you you want violence you get violence the people talking about gore in this movie need to see 300 or Dawn of the Dead. Those are gory. This doesn't show anyone being raped, being burned, having their throat slit, or shot in the face. It, it does. It just doesn't Some show Some of those anything. are wrong. Yeah. 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 This movie had me on the edge of my seats most of the time. Now, that means he's sitting across multiple seats, apparently, and wanting to see yeah. more the whole time. Steve Austin is his on-screen best in this movie. Great cinematography. I enjoyed it. Go see it. Whether you like it or not, it will be worth it. Ten out of ten stars. Nope. Now let's let's focus on the fact that he's sitting in on multiple <laughs> time. So do you think, I think we need to dig in. So he's in a movie theater, I imagine, and I have to imagine in this, yeah. in this situation, it's one of those mm-hmm. where the armrests lift up, and he's now sprawled yes. across multiple seats. Yes. Right. That's that's what's yes, happening. Definitely. <laughs> Is he is he laying down on like four seats? You think? Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think he's he's basically like lounging. He's basically built a couch for himself. Uh, yeah, uh, which across... makes sense because nobody else was in the theater. Yeah, well, yeah, he was he was attending a lone midday screening 
of uh yeah. <laughs> of the condemned uh because he had plenty of time since uh his wife took everything <laughs> yeah, except yeah. for his chevy yeah except for his chevy i'll never let the, that bitch get my chevy i'll tell you what <laughs> <laughs> my 89 chevy yeah hell no i don't think so uh but i'm not a big wwe fan but maybe i am now after i saw this uh <laughs> yeah, yeah this makes sense yeah so that's that uh let's check in with our old friend bruce over at uh, amazon.com yeah. and uh once again i have a bruce review of a recent release uh because i don't have this movie so uh but it's time once again for everybody's favorite segment the winning opinion okay so this is bruce's review of the blumhouse horror film the black phone do, do, okay. do you know the Black Phone, Lisman? Uh, this is one of my oh, favorite I'm movies. Aware. One of my favorite I movies from last up. year. Really, mm-hmm. really good movie. Scott Derrickson, uh, director of Doctor Strange, based on a Joe mm-hmm. Hill short story. Really cool, mm-hmm. creepy, interesting movie. Uh, here's mm-hmm. Bruce's review. Now, like I said, it's a really right. interesting movie that deals in like trauma and uh, how that mm-hmm. affects people and overcoming that and overcoming your fears mm-hmm. and things like that. Here's Bruce's review. It is titled Children Punching and Kicking. <laughs> I could leave it there, honestly. That would be enough. <laughs> Once again, this is a very thoughtful film about childhood uh-huh. trauma. It's children uh-huh. punching and kicking. I never okay. imagined a 13 year old re- resolving an issue like this. I was going to finish Jack Ryan Season 3, but this was in the top box. Amazon Prime Video seems to know what I like. Five out of five stars. So Bruce is really really focused on the couple instances in the movie of physical violence. Mm -hmm. And totally ignored all of the psychological implications and, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. deep character Mm -hmm. work in the film. Uh, all yeah, of that goes out the window. It does have it does now, have ha- a child punching and kicking. Uh, in a so the child scenes. is punching and kicking, not getting punched and kicked. Well, it's both. It's both. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. An, an abused child is going to fight back. Is where the violence is sort of in here. Okay. Gotcha. It's not gotcha. an action movie though. It really is a psychological no. horror film that once again is dealing in very dark <laughs> emotional subject matter. And Bruce but is just through like, the lens of Bruce winning, it I, seems like it's just a punching and kicking vehicle. I liked what you know. <laughs> and Am- I do also love the note about, I mean, and look, this is not an insult because I, I, I blazed through season three of Jack Ryan. But, like, of course, that's mm-hmm. what Bruce would be watching is is the is the, the action-packed spy show. Um, Either Jack Ryan or... Uh, Reacher or Bosch. Reacher is the other yeah, one. I was Bosch, say, yeah, all of those. I think he does watch, which I watch all, all those, those dad shows. shows. Yeah, I watch all those too. But I, I have a feeling that's all Bruce is watching. You know, I mean, Bruce. Yes. Bruce yes. is. Uh, I, I don't. Have we read any of Bruce's reviews of The Wire? Because he reviewed every season of The Wire, and he's really into the shooting on that show. And you're like, <laughs> I yeah, I guess there's some shooting. Bruce, you're missing. Yeah, but you're kind like of like ninety five percent of the content. Right. Yeah, I just. I mean, okay. it's, it's 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 exactly that where you're going like Bruce, you're completely missing why it's the best show until he just goes. I like when the police shoot their guns, and you're like, well, that does happen <laughs> okay. sometimes, and actually sometimes it's yeah. devastating when that happens. It's not the violence mm-hmm. on that show is far from fun or actiony, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But Bruce is just going bang bang pow pow, love it. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, well, listen, let's say you and I come up with our take on what a condemned sequel would be. Or not even, I mean, yeah. that doesn't, and, and, and ours will be a new Jack Conrad adventure. It doesn't have to have the condemned okay. plot specifically. I think it's just, where does Jack Conrad go from this? So it will be still a, mm. we're still going to generate, we're going to fire up our, uh, our handy dandy uh, action movie title generator uh, and, and still call it the condemned colon ooh ooh this is a, this is interesting Lesman. design of the end design of the end okay okay design of the that's 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 kind of an interesting ooh. title design yeah design of the of the end mm. is this a, uh, it's another reality tv show yeah right so we're taking that that very okay. basic Condemned, what what if we took you know. sort of the idea you you pitched a little bit earlier, and this time the government has discovered somebody is getting the condemned up and running, and this time they send Jack Conrad in since he took down. Yeah, him. yeah. He he's yeah, but he, he's gone away with his family. He's trying to put it all behind him. Mm. What about this? Can I can I pitch you something that might be a little little out, out of left field? Dude, I don't think but there is designed, a lot of left field on this. <laughs> design, it's called the condemned colon design of the end. Uh, uh, yes, yes. What was that? What did I say? So, uh, yeah, design of the end. Yeah. Design. So it it starts off where you assume that it's that they're just trying to get the original show back on the air. They're they're trying to get it started. But then you start to realize, hmm, maybe there's something. A maybe this producer is he's trying to one up the previous cunt like thing okay. and make the ultimate reality TV show, which is designing a show that will inevitably end civilization as well. Ooh. That's right. A reality TV show about the end of civilization. Human beings will watch their own destruction because they're so enamored by I'm reality I'm on board television. with this. I'm on board with this. Yeah. 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 So it's also, and I think the one thing we will borrow from The Real Condemned to, uh, that producers are Roberts. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. We need Eric Roberts to I end, think the, I, movie, I think I end wanna, the world. I think I want to pause it, Listman. For this year on the action shelf, every movie has to have Eric Roberts in it. We, we could easily do that. <laughs> we have to find. He doesn't have to have a big part. We have to. And for each one of these, we do have to come up with who <laughs> Eric Roberts will be playing. Of course, yes. Yeah, uh, that sounds great. And yeah, because we need to eventually pitch a movie that Eric Roberts will be in. Yeah, and then and actually make. Here's the other thing I'll say: they have found a way to resurrect Vinnie Jones. He's back. Of course, he's back. Yes, but he's now like yes. part robot. <laughs> he's like he's got cyborg <laughs> parts in him. Or, or his brain is in a machine. There yeah. it is. Oh, you do a RoboCop yeah. 2 thing where they put the bad guy's brain in like a RoboCop mm -hmm. body. Uh, we've yeah. built the perfect killing machine with the mind of the greatest psychopath this world's ever known. McStarley. <laughs> this wrote on back. <laughs> it's like an Arnim Zola from Marvel thing where it's a robot with a with a TV screen of Vinnie Jones's face and its chest. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this sounds great. There you go, folks. That's uh that's the condemned design of the end coming to a red box near you.
All right, Lisman. Next week we're going to wrap up uh, our uh, WWE month here for January with our our bookend. As we talk about, we're bookending this with two mm-hmm. Cena movies here. So yes. we did back the Marine... into the capable hands of John Cena. Well, and also as as I said, fitting that this is also the end of theatrically released WWE movies. This is the one. I think the condemned. Uh, was the was the uh, fatal blow but this is the one that will end it it's still it's still mm-hmm. living this is the death rattle though is yeah this uh, is the closing of the casket is a movie called 12 rounds which i gotta say in terms of titles is the most wwe title it is 12 yeah. do, do they mean bullets or do they mean rounds of a like a wrestling tournament well we we'll have know. to find out won't we uh, yeah. next week when we watch that. Now, listen, I don't have a tagline for this movie, but I am still going to right. read you what's on the poster because they're there. This one, I think this time, once again, it's we we've seen not a lot of these movies have been super successful. So this time they're going to try to get people into the theater with the credentials of those involved in making this. Great. So twelve okay. rounds promises us John Cena twelve rounds. From the director of Speed of uh, of uh, sorry, from the director of Die Hard Two, and okay. the producer of Speed. Now, the okay. thing that's always fun about producers is like a million people produce big studio movies, so the producer mm-hmm. of Speed is pretty funny to me because the, you know, anytime they're trying to tout like this is the producer from something, it's like, yeah. Does anybody actually care? That this yeah. is from the producer of Speed? From no, the director of, of something, from the writer of something, That's sure. Not, but people, because I'm looking at, oh, Mark Gordon. I, okay, I do know him. But the, the other thing that's funny about that is this is a Fox movie. And I think Mark Gordon just produced like all the Fox. Like he was just like one of the Fox yeah. people. So if you were like a Fox mm-hmm. action movie, he produced your movie. Um, and yes. so it is sort of one of those things where you go, and he's one of five listed producers on the movie. So. What does that even mean? I don't know. Who knows what notes he gave on speed? Who knows what notes he gave on this? Or if he was just like, fine. Anyway, we'll talk about 12 rounds next week. I've never seen this movie. I I remember the trailer. Um, Yeah. uh, I am excited to talk about Rennie Harlan, who is that director, because, oh, he's an action shelf director and a half, my Mm -hmm. friend. Um, So uh, we'll talk about that next week on the show. It is available on HBO Max. Uh, as of the recording of this, so people can watch it, uh, and we can watch Mm. it too. Um, But that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Isman. Till next week, get yourself some action. The Action Shelf. The Action Shelf.